Welcome to the Ron Burgundy podcast. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm Ron I'm, Burgundy. I I came on to the wrong place. Talking about the the news show. My phone is so far away. I'm Ron Burgundy. Help. And we'll be talking about things. Me, Mr. Newsman, but you know how I'm funny. Who's Rod Burgundy? Ron Burt, you know, Anchorman. Yeah, I've never watched it either. But we all <laughs> We have a cultural awareness. We we all have the the remember culturally digesting the concept of I love lamp. Ugh, I hate lamp. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, my entire memory of I love lamp was just being on AOL, AOL Instant Messenger and having the option of including like like tiny little audio snippets of things that was like a thing you could send to people. Kind of like a like in the ringtone genre. Sure. As far as I'm aware, I Love Lamp was just a fun thing that you could just send to people. On AOL okay. Instant Messenger. The movie of Anchorman. Yes. Featuring Will Ferrell character, mm-hmm. Ron Burgundy, okay. the news anchor. Is that what the his Anchorman. name is? Yeah, his name's Ron Burgundy. And now in 2019, there's a podcast called the Ron Burgundy Podcast with Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy in 2019. Are you? N- which is what you're listening to. This is the Ron Burgundy Podcast. Noah Geist as Will Ferrell as, <laughs> as Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. The I've only heard like a thousand ads for it, so I don't really know. Oh wait, what so that's a, that's an actual real thing. It is a real thing. So Will I'm Ferrell has a podcast. Will Ferrell has a podcast as Ron Burgundy. The bads are very ad. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> only listen to podcasts who don't have enough listeners to have advertising. <laughs> if you're prop, if you're popular enough that you can make a living, fuck you. By the way, my mic to me, in my ears, is very quiet. Hello? Hi. Hey there. Hey, that's quite a bit better, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. I'm just trying, I'm trying to speak away, like, farther away from the mic, just so I don't get the... We get so many comments on how our podcast sounds (laughs) ASMR-y. Yeah. That's due to the fact that we don't have any (laughs) noise-absorbing items in our home. That's true. We have a fucking mirror wall right a wall is a mirror <laughs> it <And> amplifies <laughs> every noise it's literally make. probably the most reflective surface <laughs> you can get is a mirror on your entire wall we can start like one of our patreon things which would take <laughs> less much, asmr i mean would be more asmr you get an exclusive stereo track where summer's far panned far left i'm panned far far right this is a political podcast summer's <laughs> you you Put it on a pair of stereo speakers. You put a picture of Summer on one, and you put a picture of me on the right speaker, and now it's like you're hanging out with friends. What what friend of ours would separate us like that? You're, you're going on two levels, <clears throat> too many levels of abstraction for me. Would you like to talk about the show Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah, give me some facts. I need water. Fire.
I do have some fun facts. Okay. Welcome to the show. Here's some facts. Oh, shit. No, we have other <laughs> things to talk about first. What? Hello. Welcome to My Podcabbages. Welcome to My Podcabbages. A show about Avatar The Last Airbender. My name is Summer. My name's Noah. So here we are, back at last, and it feels so good. Time for those fun facts, though. Uh, I only have two today because... That's because the minimum that's, requirement for that facts. That is the minimum. You have to have at least two. My first fact, you may be familiar with the cartoon entitled SpongeBob SquarePants. Sounds familiar. There is a reference to SpongeBob in this episode. Is it when, like, SpongeBob comes up? Is yeah, it it's, when, it's when, when SpongeBob <laughs> appears. Yeah, like when Aang runs into SpongeBob in the spirit world. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't have noticed that okay. moment so I could bring it up in the yeah. fun facts. <laughs> That's a whole conversation with them. Yeah. I think it was uh, Paku talking about the guy that Katara just beat up. Oh, okay. And then he was like, you are you are baby like sea sponge. You are baby like sea or no. It's Paku says someone is baby like sea sponge. We'll see it soon. Yeah, we'll we'll point it out <laughs> when we get there. Um, but apparently Paku also in German means starfish. God. <laughs> which is a just a kind of a fun thing to think about. Do you know what Paku Paku means? Let's continue. My second fact was it's barely a fact. I just was reading on the wiki. Just the the actual Wikipedia page of Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. In the critics section, there was a critic uh, who said that... (laughs) Reading this now was like, this is the stupidest thing I could have found, huh? Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, Elements of this show seem to be influenced by Hayao Miyazaki. That's all. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just got excited reading Miyazaki's name. Hayao Miyazaki, send tweet. Would you like to get into the synopsis? Yes. It's called Book One Water, Chapter 19, The Siege of the North, <laughs> Part One. That's that's what it's called? Yes, that's what the show's called. Oh, shit. Hey, I, right. do, I would like to say, though. Yeah. This is part one of the finale of this season. Oh, yeah, it's part one of the finale. So, very exciting. Mm-hmm. So Katara and some some boy, mm-hmm. they're kind of fighting. Sangok. Sangok? San Sangok. Sangok. San Sangok. Katara's freezing uh, nerd in ice because Katara's the school bully now. You're just a school bully now. Um, I think was this the character in the commentary that they were saying was based on like the brother of. One of the there create, was uh, one of the artists. There were two specific characters that they mentioned. There was one in it the was beginning. This character and it was Han. Also, I remember they based one of these uh, characters at the very beginning of the episode on one of the brothers of one of the artists, and they said he was beat up by a girl. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and they had a good laugh about it. Yeah. They're like, they based this character on this guy because he was beat up by a girl. Yeah. It made me feel a couple of different emotions. Yeah. And then Paku says, 
nice, nice try. In a couple more years, you might be able to fight a sea sponge. Oh, there it is. There it, there is. it is. Um, this is confirmed by like the actual commentary yes. where they <laughs> specifically, explicitly said, "Yes, that is a SpongeBob reference." Yes, Paku like invariably admits that Katara is better than anyone he's ever tried to train. Mm-hmm. Very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> he even says, uh, like, raw talent isn't enough on its own uh, because sometimes hard work is a thing. But he, like, we we pan over to Aang, who's just fucking chilling in the snow, doing, yeah. his, doing his goddamnedest just mm-hmm. to sit there and do nothing as, as, as nothing as possible. Yeah. He's making... A little tiny snow, <laughs> a snow fort, not necessarily, some, some some sort of igloo. Like when you like, when you're sitting on a lawn and you just kind of pull out the grass and like lie it on the ground and stuff. Exactly. He just kind of looks like he's been like pulling snow off the ground and then <laughs> just like piling it around in his vicinity. And then like Paku calls him out on all this and Aang makes a point <laughs> to be like, I'm not. I'm not a master at waterbending, but I can make a fucking snowman with my body. (laughs) Then the Fire Nation retires. The Fire Nation is like, I can't compete with this. The the Fire, they do the thing where it's like the, like that one video. I'm getting a text. Ozai resigned. (laughs) Oh, shit. Meanwhile, uh, UA and Sokka seem to be furthering their relationship. And she's like, you don't have a palace in this other water tribe? And he's like, I grew up in a block of ice, so it's not really a cultural hub, which is the same as us in Spokane. UA must be having a very difficult time with this. She's betrothed. She's a princess. She's betrothed to someone else because of politics. But I, she yeah. likes this boy because the feelings and love. I was going to get into this when it actually came up. But like, the thing is, like, this is like her responsibility to her tribe her society Mm -hmm. structure and Sokka absolutely doesn't seem to understand like no but you don't like him you like me and it's fine but like the thing is she's trying to explain no 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 it's it's like a matter of duty it's not a matter Mm -hmm. of what I want and it's like if she had just kind of explained it like you don't go to war because it's what you want it's because it's like what expected of you like we just have like these like sort of chess sort of places where we're mm-hmm. supposed to be you know what I mean like it's not it, <laughs> it has nothing to do with what she wants it is kind of like a swap because Sokka is being like kind of idealist about this and Yue is being like practical he's just like oh it shouldn't be this way but if he thought about it for like more than three seconds he would realize like war shouldn't like we shouldn't yeah. be, we shouldn't just be getting on ships and going and killing people but like we have these expectations of us we live I mean? in a society we live in a fucking society Sokka but she's trying to tell him like we can't do this mm-hmm. <laughs> I am engaged technically it's supposed to be a romantic thing so if you look at it that way I am cheating a little bit right now and yeah he's, and he's not he doesn't get it um and then he's like hey meet Appa let's go hang out with Appa and Yue's like whomst <laughs> who you see uh Appa eating some kelp Sokka shows up Appa kills Sokka what Appa tramples Sokka did I miss that kills see he's dead oh <laughs> I missed that, I guess. No, a couple of fun things. Uh, first of all, at the beginning of the show, Sokka and Appa did not have a good relationship. Like, yeah. ni- neither of them liked each other. Like, 
especially Sokka toward Appa, not mm-hmm. not a big fan. Yeah. But now it's it's kind of nice to see that they've gotten yeah. they've become good friends. And, and Appa's like tackling Sokka yeah, like, like a dog who sees its owner come it, home after a long while. Exactly. Like he's so happy to see him. The other thing is like there's like this huge pile of kelp in front of Appa. Yeah. It's because they couldn't think of anything else that are herbor- herbivores. An herbivore. Okay. Uh, an animal that only eats plants. They're like, what do we feed this thing? Yeah. A giant pile of kelp because there's no other plants here. They had to use so much of their kelp resources to yeah. feed this thing, though. <laughs> kelp them. Stop. So Sokka decides to bring Yue up on a little oppa trip. And he does, I, I would feel just bad about not mentioning his cool yip yip that he yeah, does. It feels very, important to his mention. His very cool yip yip. He goes, wait, I'll do it. Ready? The most epic yip yip. Ready? Here we go. Yip, yip. <laughs> He's very cool. He's so it's cool. It's extremely epic. Suave. <laughs> it's suave and epic. The epic suave we, man of Sokka. We cannot keep using the word epic so much. Irony I'm has been old. like slowly de- deteriorating since like 2010 so there's there's like no irony anymore the thing is irony is bad i think for society (laughs) they just have a fun little romance moment up there they do up in the clouds they almost kiss but they don't because it turns out Sokka isn't an entirely shit person but there is shit here in this scene falling from the sky (laughs) the snow has turned black yeah weird i wonder (laughs) i wonder if it means anything ang has rolled himself into a rut (laughs) (laughs) he's just having too much fun he's destroyed the beautiful landscape of this city like the the land (laughs) the landscape tells a story that he's been rolling in a circle for about like two hours this is what he's been doing for the last hundred years yeah (laughs) rolling in a circle I want to get back to this in a minute, but like Momo is extremely useless in this episode. It is true. Momo is a bad boy who's useless and shitty. It seems that there is soot mixed in with this snow that's falling. Snoot. Snoot. Ooh. (laughs) Snoot sounds like some kind of like Lorax fucking (laughs) like Wensler invention. Happy Snoot minute. But it looks like perhaps the Fire Nation is approaching. On Zhao's ship, we see him being very excited about doing a thing. Mm -hmm. He's like super excited to do a thing. Yeah. He's he's like, I'm going to be the next Christopher Columbus. And Iroh is just kind of trying (laughs) to be chill about all of this. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. Sounds good. They're approaching the Northern Water Tribe, though. That's the important thing. Oh, this was actually something they were talking about in the commentary also. They they say they did talk about how the Fire Nation and their, like, conquest on the world is meant to be, like, kind of a metaphor for industrialization and, yeah. like, the way that sort of human yeah. development interaction will sort of destroy nature. Yeah. So that and was how like, yeah. They were able to like go into like industrial, yeah. <laughs> industrial revolution and then just kind of forced it upon all, like all these I, other countries. When I hear about it, it's like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> when I, but when I watched it as like a 
11, 12-year-old, I was like, I, I didn't think about that. Like, you didn't think about, like, this was just a natural thing that hap- that actually happened. Right. But now, especially right now, it seems very poignant. Like, you see, like, the snow turning black, and you see them crushing mm-hmm. through all these icebergs. And it's like, they are absolutely <laughs> destroying the planet yeah. in that way. Yeah. You did is. say earlier that the Fire Nation is global warming. Did I really? God damn. Yes, you did. I did, huh? <laughs> I think the Fire Nation is just capitalism. All of the bad human things. Yeah. That's what they are. <laughs> bad humans. Homophobia. I would say that the fire that the Fire Nation is represented as the the bad people. The bad people. In this show. The uh the Water Tribe seems to be preparing for war at this point. They've noticed that the Fire Nation is coming, what with the black uh snow and everything. Snoot. The snoot. <laughs> and I, there's something about that word that I don't like, and I'm not sure what it is. Um, but we see Sokka and UA running up the stairs towards like the town cent, the center, the town hall. Yeah, Sokka is like bringing her up the stairs like by hand, and mm-hmm. UA is like suddenly like, okay, shit's getting serious. Yeah, I need to be like extremely clear at this point. Uh, so she tells him like, we can't. We can't do this. Yeah, this is like a dramatic sort of on the stairs scene, everyone running up and stuff. Like this is where where I was going to bring back how she's trying to explain to him, it's not that I don't like you. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, I have responsibilities. Yeah, and I can't do much. I'm like 12. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just kids. Until you turn 18, you're 12. And then we get the scene with the, what is his name? I want to say Aranuk. Naruto. Arnook. You're right. Close. Arnook. Uh, so then we get a scene. We're in the town hall or whatever you call it. And Arnook is sort of like assembling everyone to tell them that they're pretty much about to begin war. Uh, he calls people forward to fight against the Fire Nation. He also mentions their... Are, there are people who will die. He's like, look to your right, look <laughs> yeah. to your left. There are only 10 people who will pass this class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, computer science flashbacks. Mm. Um, but That's the worst thing to say to any student ever. I was one of the people who didn't make it, and that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Especially like women are like forced out of the, it's fine. Um, we see like flashes of these <laughs> They're just like close-ups on faces of people who, like, spoilers, they're not going to make it. Oh, no. Like, it seemed, like, very spoiler to me. Like, they can do that. You know. <laughs> they're just going to. He, I mean, he explicitly says, like, some of these people won't make it. And then it's, As like, it zooms in person, specific person, person. <laughs> yeah, it's, like. Okay. And, like, they're, like, main characters. So it's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird choice. But I'm not I'm not you know, putting it down, but it is a weird It's just an example choice. of subtle storytelling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very, know? very, very subtle. Yes, it's so subtle. Just some subtle symbolism. Subtle. But then he mentions the spirit of the ocean and the moon. His two best friends. It's, I mean, it's just a, a quick sort of, uh, again, a little bit spoilery uh, to talk about some of the stuff that's going to come up. The ocean and moon spirits. Whomst I love and are dear to my heart. Like, even just as a kid, I was, like, so into the spirit and moon oceans that I was like, oh, I'm a waterbender, even though that's, like, the opposite of my personality. (laughs) It's not the opposite, but it certainly does not fit. We're both converted waterbenders to airbenders. You're you're an airbender? Yes. Oh, 
You heard it here, folks. Forks. forks. <laughs> you, you heard it here, forks. Spoons. He has specific members for a danger mission. He says, like, anyone who wants to join this mission, come forward. And, like, a few people stand up. And Sokka stands up and he's like, me! Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He, but, like, he yells in the middle of this meeting. It's so jarring. Yeah. It's so jarring and unnecessary. <laughs> he marks everyone going on this mission with, like, three red lines on their forehead. I think it's like a like an ocean symbol or something. Okay. It's yeah, it's some it's symbolic. It I'm looks sure. like he's marking them for death in a way. <laughs> but I feel like there's some tribes that do this. Yeah, absolutely. Of it's, course. It seems this I don't know anything, but this seems like the kind of thing that would be based on a real thing. Well, I mean, even in Sokka's tribe, they would put on markings and stuff when they went into war. Yeah. Also a little goof here. He puts the red lines on Sokka's forehead, and then you see a shot where Sokka moves back, <gasps> and then he turns around, and then you don't see the marks on his forehead. You're right. For that shot. I mean, it's not even like they forgot it's not because a big, yeah. it's like the shot right after that. Do you want me to talk about the goofs in this episode? Just very quickly while I'm here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Wait, wait, wait. This is a goof break. Goof time. <laughs> goof corner. There's there's a lot. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to breeze through them. When Yue giggles at Sokka being left by Appa, she is missing her gloves. Oh. When Iroh is talking with Zhao on the boat, the pin on his cloak is a gold and red emblem of the Fire Nation, but in the next episode, the pin is black and red Ooh. on the same cloak. Zuko's injuries have not healed at all since the waterbending master, despite the fact that several weeks have passed since he sustained them. Yeah, a, yeah. I mean, some, some injuries last a while. After Arnuk tells the rest of the tribe about the arrival of the Fire Nation, Yue's betrothal necklace is not around her neck. Ah. While riding on Appa, Aang's glider is on the flying bison's neck, but in the next scene, Aang is holding it. When Aang jumps off Appa to attack the Fire Navy ships, his staff momentarily turns orange. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when the camera pans up to show the full armada, a different design is on the flag atop the ship, <laughs> atop the ship Aang stopped. Oh, my God. I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing all these things when I rewatch it. When Katara goes to comfort Aang after his bottle. bottle. <laughs> when Kata- baby. <laughs> when Katara goes to comfort Aang after his battle with the Fire Navy, her braid is missing. When Sokka attacks Han, he has front bags for one scene. <laughs> got bangs i uh mm, i was gonna finish these and now there's a lot of spoilers so we'll get back to these after the rest of the episode there's a lot though is the thing again great show sometimes there's goose sometimes sometimes they goose they're making this episode these episodes on a tight time crunch i don't want to shit on the creators of the show but (laughs) they're fun to think about ang is having this sort of moment where he wants to do something because he wasn't there last time. And then we see him standing on this little pillar and it pans up to the sun and that's this shot from the opening. Yeah, it's the 
that classic opening shot that you get. We found out also that... From the commentary. Was it Michael or was it Brian? They have the same voice. They're the same person <laughs> secretly. Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Good point. Wait, voices? Okay. Um. Anyway, they were on the slopes in Whistler. Mm-hmm. And they took a picture of the sun. Mm-hmm. And they used the actual picture of the sun from that ski trip. Yeah. In the opening shot. So that's a fun thing I'll never yeah. forget. There's <laughs> just, just an actual photograph of the sun. a photograph of the sun. There's a fun fact for you. They just kind of rotate it around to get sparkly. So they're all standing on the wall. Squinting. They're squinting. Fireball comes in, destroys the big logo on the ice wall. More subtle. More subtle symbolisms from genius directors. That sounded like a sarcastic <laughs> dig, but. I mean, <laughs> it's half <kind of> sarcasm. <laughs> You don't need symbolism to be subtle. Some of us are dumb and just want to enjoy things. We're children. We're babies. Some of us are children and babies and don't like to pay attention too much. Uh, so we see that these ships that are approaching have these enormous trebuchets on them. Yeah, they're kind of like specks on the horizon and they already just kind of destroyed huge chunks of the ice wall already. I- I think they were actually talking about how the older Fire Nation ships have like catapults catapults, and the newer ones have trebuchets. And I'm like, they both seem pretty primitive, but that's cool. It's fine. You'd think they'd have cannons by now, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Trebuchet is just catapult two. Catapult two. Two. (laughs) Everyone's buried in the snow. Sokka's looking for Katara. She punches her way out of the snow. Appa just eats one of the fireballs, just swallows it up whole. So Aang, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with this shit. And he flies out on Appa and uh starts smacking some fireballs, and then he drops down onto one of the ships, the one that's closest to the city, and fucking just wrecks their shit fully. He um attacks a couple of people. A lot of these like these enemies are like uh like hammer warriors. They're all or hammer boys for sure. They're all hammer bros. They're all fighting with these heavy hammers. And Aang uses that to his advantage and like jams one of the trebuchets, which just ends up malfunctioning and destroying the ship a just little bit. Just firing straight down into the ship. And then he <laughs> somehow manages to tie two of the trebuchets together with chains, just with a then quick like swift one motion. trebuchet like pulling the other. And into itself. they destroy each other. And then he runs to the next one and he's like, oh, I got this. I'm going to do it with this big hammer, this Thor hammer. And oh, no, here's <laughs> you this. You see like a boss <laughs> hammer guy. Ba- boss battle approaching. He looks like a like a Soul Calibur character. That's very true. <laughs> he's got his like hammers attached to his body via chain on his like weird (laughs) gauntlets he's like swinging hammers around with these chains ang i mean he's bested to be honest Mm -hmm. he gets trapped in his chains and then appa shows up and grabs this boy with (laughs) With his his fingies with his fingies he grabs him just like a human being (laughs) like like a person like a person hey you know what would be terrifying what being Picked up and grabbed by just like a buffalo. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> no, you do not need to. You do not need to go any further. I'm already just terrified. A, a bison just picking you up nope. with its hand. No thanks. I, I'll I'll say I'll I'll take a no on that one. Um, Common theme of the show: animals having human-like hands. 
honestly, like like we talked about in our last episode, any animal with fingies becomes more valid. But it's also scarier. So mm-hmm. then uh, a lot of waterbenders from the tribe show up and they trap this ship with these huge ice projections from the water. And they were actually talking about how like it ends up being, it, it's very reminiscent of the ship that we see in the first couple of episodes from the Southern Tribe. Yeah, it's like a little subtle callback. Um, but they were also saying like, this is probably how they trapped all of the ships. Like that was yeah. their technique mm-hmm. to to battling the Fire yeah. Nation. It's a good narrative consistency. Yeah, I like it. Actually, yeah. I, I love it. To be it's honest. it's a good part of the world building. Yeah, it's good. Um, then Aang flies off on Appa and he's like off to go fight another ship and he like he gets off of this one and looks out over the water and he's like, uh hmm, <laughs> hmm. there's like hmm. there's hundreds of them out there. Like hundreds. 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 There's hundreds of warships. Way too many. Way too many. Makes me wanna say You gotta be kidding are me. Are you kidding me? I have my tea ready. Mm. Tea with a fascinating Y. With my Y. <laughs> Tea with my Y. Tea with a fascinating ingredient. Poison. Because <laughs> <laughs> many will be inflating the Fire Nation Navy. Inflating? <laughs> no. Uh, Arnuk. Tarnuk. Tarkanark. French Tuck. French Tuck says he'll be inflating the Fire Nation <laughs> Army. Infiltrating. He Infiltrating. Want, wants to go Wizard of Oz style and like dress up in their little uniforms. Um, but he's wearing uh or uh what is this what is this little boy's name? Han. Han. Oh, or of Han. course. Or Han, yeah. You know. <laughs> it just depends on who you ask. <laughs> it depends on which episode you're watching. <laughs> the the guy whose character trait is mispronouncing people's names. So he's wearing like an outdated version of the Fire Nation. Uh, uniform mm-hmm. and it's very funny to see to Sokka uh, apparently also in the commentary they mentioned that this was sort of like a dig at themselves because this was like their early concept art for the Fire Nation costumes and they mm-hmm. realized that just the <laughs> shape of like all the spikes and everything made it very difficult to like have them moving around in martial art kind yeah. of animation. I can't imagine like having huge shoulder spikes and yeah. like trying to do like animate that the 3D-ness of those two. Yeah, so that's why Sokka like even says like the new the new design is like more streamlined. Yeah. <laughs> it makes more sense. Their first objective is to figure out the identity of the the Fire Navy's commanding officer and it's set up to be like a very dramatic sort of yeah. like heist to get this information and then yeah. Sokka's just like oh Zhao Zhao you, know Zhao? <laughs> you guys don't know who you don't know who Zhao is he's been like the main guy like this whole season <laughs> haven't you been listening to my podcasts? <laughs> so they suddenly realize uh this is going to be actually a lot quicker if we just let Sokka tell us everything he knows about uh, mm-hmm. about the enemy Han's a little salty about this Sokka and Han have a little uh kerfuffle a kerfuffle dynamic. Yeah, you can tell he's like a fancy boy. Like there's something, there's something rich boy about him. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we find out he's uh, the, I don't know who, like what his actual like place in society is. He's like prin- princey. No, he's he, not. He a- does look and act like a prince, but I don't know what he's actually 
contributing to society. Yeah. But he's the he's the guy that is supposed to be marrying Yue. More fireballs <laughs> going toward the city. What is his name? Paku? Paku has a very clever solution. <laughs> and he points at the fireballs and he says, stop those fireballs. And then they... I'll just kind of stand there for a second They're, like, yeah, you're right. Damn, dude, you're right. <laughs> Stop them. Should have thought of that earlier. They are stopping them with little, little ice spikes and just kind of fizzing them out. Right. I was kind of thinking like, wouldn't the fireballs like break the little ice spikes, but maybe if they're good enough at waterbending, they're growing the ice spikes around the balls or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zhao is approaching closer, but Iroh says, you better stop now because the moon's coming up and it's a pretty much a practically a full moon. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like, why did they time this in a way where they would be approaching the city directly <laughs> as the moon was rising? Maybe it took like all day. I don't know, but they should have thought ahead. Come yeah, on. Yeah, they... <laughs> They could have waited like two weeks or something. But, I mean, that's what we know about Zhao is he's extremely impatient. That's mm-hmm. like his big problem. And he doesn't maybe, think ahead. Maybe he wanted to be like, they they came here even during a full moon. He stopped them or something. Well, I mean, clearly not because they just, they're taking a break for the night. Yeah, it's true. He's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of a half measure. Like just put in the history books that like, I came during the full moon. Not <laughs> at night. I'm sure everyone knows that. You know, we do find out that there is propaganda. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, then Aang shows back up and he's like, I, I'm i not sure I can do this. There's a lot of ships out there. Uh, he looks really upset about it. And I'm just kind of thinking like, I'm aware he, he spent a lot of time and energy out there doing that. And it seems kind of hopeless. But like, just based on like the amount of... <laughs> damage for lack of a better word that he brought to their like the good side like the amount of ships he was able to sort of decommission in in, like a couple of hours is like you know just just get a good night of sleep and just keep doing that i think (laughs) you're good like you're good i mean the thing is like he's i think he's exhausted they were trying to say talk about that in the commentary a little bit just like Mm -hmm. he's like the most powerful bender that we've really seen like modern bender that we've really seen in the show so far and like even him he couldn't do it all on his own i'm I'm guessing he like assumed because he hasn't really faced anything that he couldn't defeat yet so he was like yeah. oh, i'll just go take care of this and he got out there yeah. and he was like "Ooh, it's uh hmm. it's hard when it's a lot <laughs> yeah. is the thing yeah they also they talked about the lighting in this uh next scene with zuko and zhao and how they wanted to have like a <clears throat> Like sort of warm lighting on the inside of the cabin and then like coming in from the window, they wanted like the cool lighting from the moon. And it it does like, it's very noticeably beautiful coloring for yeah. this scene. It, it does look very complicated. Like they were talking pretty much the whole commentary about like how good the color correction was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I never really noticed how... Just all of these lights and shadings that they put in the show. Like the color correction thing is also like for some reason people don't, they have like a weird disconnect in their brain from like animation and like real life. So like this is where you get people being like, Aang's eyes were blue in that scene. Yeah. (laughs) Is he really a waterbender? Like, no, it's like, no, things change. Lighting The colors, the lighting. Yeah. So Zuko and Iroh. Have a little heart to heart. Yeah. Zuko's 
He's going on a little one of those little tiny rowboats. He's gonna escape the ship sneakily. Um, he's just going on like an information mission, I guess, just to because he doesn't really have a plan. He doesn't know how he would get in. So he's just <laughs> just playing it by ear. Iroh just tells Zuko, he's like, "You're like my." My own son. Oh, Since- he does it so much more poetically than that. Come on. Well, give it another go. Um, Iroh's trying to give Zuko advice, and Zuko's like, I don't care, mom. And Iroh's like, I just act like this. Because ever since I lost my own son, ever since I've always I lost my own son. I've always thought of you as and then Zuko's like, You don't have to say it. It's fine. And I was like, I love you, son Nish person. Sunnish. Sunny boy. <laughs> I think like watching it this time around, I was like, oh, I don't know why I never really like put much weight on that sentiment. Like Zuko really did grow up with Iroh being pretty much his only yeah. quote unquote dad. He's less of an uncle Iroh and more of a Daddy, Daddy Iro <laughs> legs. Mm, but yeah, as Zuko is like descending into the water, Iro's yelling little helpful tips and tricks, life mm-hmm. hacks at him. <laughs> yeah, keep your hood up. If you take a paper clip and then you hang it up <laughs> against the wall, uh, you can use it as a key holder. <laughs> if you take off the pop, the top of the pop cans, you can put them onto your. Your hangers in your closet, and then you can hang another hanger onto it, and then Whoa. can double your space usage. Uh, that one doesn't actually work. Uh, don't waste your time. <laughs> We're back in the room with Han and Sokka, and Han is saying some pretty troubling things. He's just saying, <laughs> "I like Ua, but for, for I, her perks, I like Ua, but only for personal gain." Han's like, hey, "What does the word rube mean?" I don't know. I think it's like the slang term for like a Rubik's Cube. Okay. Can I see that Rube? So he's so calling Sokka complicated. He's calling him complicated. Difficult but to, fu- to figure out. Yeah, complicated in like a not fun way. That's really ironic because he says he's a simple Rube. So useless? He's a simple, he's like a two by two Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Those ones are way harder. Are they? Sokka's a two by two Rubik's Cube. From the Southern tribe. They get in a rough and tumble tussle. They're all fighting. They're all getting up in each other's grills and punching and wrestling each other. And a couple of genuine wrestle boys. And Ar Architark, Ardvark, Arthur splits him up and he doesn't he just says, Sokka, you're off the mission. Yeah. <laughs> and then he leaves. He doesn't even like ask what happened or <laughs> who started it or, or what it was about. Or like scold them or anything. He was like, Hey guys, hey Sokka, you're off the it's mission. Like, he just had a bug in his hair. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to get the bug. I was trying to- <laughs> <laughs> this was Interesting, though, because I did take note, like, it was immediately, like, jarring to me that Sokka didn't say anything. You know yeah. what I mean? But I, I think that's almost, you could almost consider that character development. Because you there are very few people, I feel like even Aang would have tried to, like, defend himself in some way. Yeah. So that was a very unusual kind of response, was to just immediately let it go and, like, accept his new orders or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and it actually pays off here in a minute, because we'll see. Like, if he yeah. had... If he had gotten really disrespectful and argued and fought back. I mean, you know, there is something to be said for defending yourself. But in this situation, I think he was like, it's not really worth it. I don't want to cause more trouble. In the meantime, 
Uh, Zuko's just having a leisurely kayak out in the cold, icy waters. It looks like he's just trying to kind of find a way into the city. Then he sees some seals (laughs) and they're just kind of jumping into this little hole off to the side. And it just looks like he just gets genuinely distracted. Like, oh, and he just like walks over and he's like, where are they going? (laughs) He just wants to see what they're up to. Which still, he couldn't. It could still be yeah, canon that, that he was just like, hmm, I, I've always wondered where seals go <laughs> when they go in those holes. And he risks his life for the personal yeah. research. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Yue talking to Aang and Katara. About the moon. Um, There's a shot of the moon here. Is that, would you say that's a full moon or a crescent moon? It's pretty full. It looks like both. Does this planet have two suns? <laughs> I mean, you could say that about literally like every piece of media. And it's like, oh, the other sun was just out of the shot. <laughs> like the episode where they go to the planetarium, there was actually a second sun in the planetarium. We that just didn't we, see it. It just never showed it, you know. <laughs> but um, UA is giving some exposition on the moon and the moon spirit and how waterbenders learned waterbending from the moon, all that stuff. So like they're intrinsically tied to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also talks about the ocean, the two spirits of the water people. So it's their, uh, their yin and their yang. So their power comes from the moon and their life comes from the water, right. from the ocean. And it's what balances them to make such well-rounded waterbenders. Yeah. Uh, Aang just remembers, he just remembers for like the first time today. Oh shit, I'm the Avatar. <laughs> I can talk to spirits. Why didn't I do that? Oh yeah. Aang's not really sure quite how to do that though. Mm-hmm. Like his understanding at this point is like, I just need to meditate and then at some point something will happen. Yeah, maybe I can like launch a big spirit attack or something. So they don't really know how they're going to meet these spirits. And Yue is just like, oh shit, I actually just keep them in the backyard. So she brings them to this place, this amazing place that is like a staple in every good fantasy world where there's a little tiny door. This one's a circle, which is even better. Like a door that's like four feet high. You got to like crouch to get in and then... Friend of the show, Stephanie, could just probably walk straight in. Yeah. And <laughs> she her, wouldn't even be able to, like, hit the ceiling. Yeah. She, she'd be like, this hole was made for me. <laughs> um, no, but they walk into this beautiful little oasis with, like, this clear pool. And then uh, there's, like, a little garden with all this green grass. And, like, there's, like, a little bamboo forest and, like, a spirit gate and a, a pond within the pond mm-hmm. and this giant waterfall behind. It's just, it's beautiful. It's yeah. so beautiful. There's even, like, a little bridge to enter, like, the most spiritual area. Uh, and it's also warm. So oh. that's how you know shit's oh, getting yeah. magical. They just take their coats off. This little tiny island uh, looks exactly like an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> I have to point it out. Like a sliced open avocado. Yeah, you can even, it has the pit and everything. Mm-hmm. So Aang just kind of sits down right next to the, the little tiny pond on the island. He sees that there are a couple of fish in there. They look very beautiful, just some sort of, I don't know, decorative fish. Yes. Uh, and then we see Zuko, because he had, he had died, I don't know if we <laughs> mentioned, yeah. he actually dove in after after these uh, turtle seals and mm-hmm. um, into this hole in the ice, dove down, and, 
And then he was like, they have to come up for air somewhere. Like just trusting that he could hold his breath. Yeah, kind of assuming that he had the same lung capacity as a turtle seal. As an aquatic animal. Yeah. (laughs) It's like me swimming after a penguin or something. Well, they have to come up for air somewhere. Well, they're alive, right? You know, we're both mammals. But I I do have to say like like the storytelling for Zuko in this part, it has to be like the first time I've ever seen a show do like almost a realistic interpretation of how long you could actually hold your breath underwater. When I was a kid, I used to mm-hmm. always watch scenes like that and I would hold my breath. Like, of just, course, yeah. Yeah, just to see. Well, that's bullshit. It's, it's kind of like like you have to hold your breath at the same time and you have to like also count whenever there's like a countdown timer in a movie. Yeah. You have to like can- <laughs> count down along with it. And this, this show actually does a really good job of making a realistic amount of time for mm-hmm. him. Um, and not only that, but he's like really cold when he comes up and he like, uh, he does his little, there's like a Kung Fu technique called fire breath or something like that, that they were, they were mentioning, mm-hmm. uh, in this scene, uh, that they had fun making like this literal sort of interpretation where obviously yeah. <laughs> you just have fire breath mm-hmm. and it helps you like center yourself or whatever, but then it also you can use it as warmth, which he's doing. He warms himself up. Uh, and then <laughs> he just, because he emerges in this like little seal cave, turtle seal cave, mm-hmm. and all of the seals are honking like yeah. really loudly because they're just horny or something. <laughs> I don't know. They're talking. They're friends. It's fine. But then it makes Zuko really mad. <laughs> he starts yeah. yelling at them, be quiet. And then they like all stop immediately they yes. just stop and they just look at him it is a genuinely funny moment <laughs> yeah it's really good and then they like as he's like leaving they just start honking at yeah. him wait i gotta see the specific verb that the subtitles are using lowing 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 low 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 zuko then like swims up a waterfall, like, Minecraft yeah, style. Yeah, like in Minecraft, you know. <laughs> and it's super easy. I can see how, like, if you haven't actually seen this scene, that would sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does, like, he climbs, there's, like, a hole. It looks very claustrophobic. There's, yeah. like, a waterfall coming down through a hole into the cave, and he just climbs up the hole. Yeah. Zuko's sort of holding his breath his sort of C plot in this episode is very claustrophobic yeah it's kind of hard to watch but it's beautiful I like the scenery uh so then Arnuk goes and finds Sokka who by all accounts is assuming he's just (laughs) doing nothing now yeah because he's off the mission but he's just sitting there sharpening his boomerang Mm -hmm. it's like I would have just probably gone back yeah, but he's just chilling, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see like the fact that he's still there and he's not throwing a hissy fit or anything. Arnuk comes over and he's like, "I actually have a different mission for you. Uh, I want you to go guard my daughter." And Sokka's like, "Hell yeah, hell yeah!" As Zuko's like finishing his little cave story, he does get trapped underwater at some point under the ice, and he's like about to. <laughs> Suffocate. It's bad. I don't like he's to see it. He's about to die. Um, luckily, he's a firebender, so he uses his hot, hot hands to, like, come back up and, like, emerge. And Noah and I were yeah. both saying it would have been... <laughs> we were kind of hoping. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've seen it. We don't... We know yeah. how it happens. But, like, we thought it would be really funny if he had just come up, like, in the pond where... Yeah. <laughs> 
Aang's just sitting there trying to relax. And he's he's like exhausted and freezing and like <laughs> hyperventilating. He's got scratches and, all over his and face. And he's like, I have you Avatar. Aang's just like, where the fuck? How did you get in here? Like, I'm just trying to get two seconds of peace. Like, like seriously? I'm here because my dad told me to. <laughs> yeah, but he... He actually comes up in a little tunnel inside the city. We cut back to Aang, who's still trying to concentrate. And it's like zooming in on him as like we see sort of out of focus in the background. Yue and Katara just like talking about him. Like, Mm -hmm. what's he doing? What does he need to do? Like, how can we help him? And it's just really funny. And like Aang's like, you can shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. (laughs) for starters. (laughs) Because he needs like. Complete silence to be able to concentrate. So they do that. And then when he looks back down, um, because he was trying to meditate with his eyes closed like an idiot. Oh, I never never meditated before. I I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. (laughs) You can meditate however you want. Um, But he looks down and he sees the two fish in the little koi ponds. Um, There's a black one with a white spot. And a white one with a black spot. And they're sort of circling each other. And it's like kind of mesmerizing. And he's like watching them. And this like kind of helps him zone out a little bit. And then he sees as they get like kind of close to each other. It's like, oh, it's a little yin-yang. He instantly goes into the avatar he goes, <laughs> Just because the aesthetic was yeah, so appealing to he, him. <laughs> he gets such he's so a, satisfied. Like, he gets in such like a galaxy brain mode. <laughs> he goes into the. That is literally yeah. what's happening. Mm, I really need like a, one of those little galaxy brain charts now, but with like Aang in different moments of yeah. spirituality. I mean, there is like the. I think in the second season, you get like this cosmic space right. Aang, which mm. like really, that really looks like a galaxy I'm brain sure dude. Somebody's done this. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. I got. We'll, we'll try to find that and put that up on the yeah. Twitter. <laughs> Uh, so Yue notices that he's glowing and he's she's like, is he, is he okay? <laughs> and Katara's like, he's okay, but he's basically dead. Mm-hmm. Um, like as long as we don't move him, that's his way back to his physical body. Um, and then, I mean, and then they may as well have had Zuko come out of the pond. Yeah. Because there he is. He's just on the bridge. How did he get there so quietly? I like mean, there, that was like a pretty long walk through that little. He probably just went through a whole like stealth mission sort of. Kind of sequence. The other thing is, like, they've been in the city for like a few a few weeks now. I think so, yeah. And they've never seen this garden before. I mean, maybe you could even call it like a little secret garden. It's got that tiny little door. It's it's probably in like the restricted areas of like a palace or something. How would Zuko have had any idea where to look for this? (laughs) He he might know things. He can. He's just got a really good sense of smell, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get the first like real battle between uh, Zuko and Katara. It's really good. Yeah. Because Katara, as we discussed, is very good at waterbending now. She spent Mm -hmm. all this time with Paku training. It's the first time she's even trained with anyone. And she was already good before they met. So she's like probably the best non-master waterbender at this point, like in the world even. Like we haven't, as far as I can remember, I don't, there's like nobody who's as good as her. Yeah. She could probably even beat Pagu now. I would like to see a rematch. (laughs) Yeah, Zuko didn't expect this. So he kind of got taken off guard pretty badly. 
And then he even suggests like, oh, seems like you found a master. But yeah, she manages to trap him pretty much like really effectively. Zuko tries to grab Aang at one point, but does not succeed. Then the sun comes up. Yeah. Everyone's got to be really tired. That's the, that's the other thing. Like the moon was still out. So Katara had that advantage over Zuko. And then uh, the sun comes up. And Zuko makes the very uh, dramatic line of, you rise with the moon, I rise with the sun. It sounds very cool to him. And to me. And then he really easily knocks Katara down and grabs Aang. You see the sun right behind him as he says this, which is a bit of like subtle symbolism. Yeah, how did it get that high so fast? That's true. (laughs) I think maybe... I would imagine this planet's got to be on like a weird trajectory where like the sh- like the sun like exponentially sort like sort of like shoots up like woo, woo. what's this is a very high up sun already. What's what's that guy's name? David Galbert Ilbert. David Galbert Ilbert. David Gabbard Dilbert. The polygon guy. Yeah. With the hair and mm-hmm. the glasses. Yeah. I would love to see a, Unraveled. a video. I think that's what it's by him about like the celestial <laughs> circumstances of this universe. Yeah. Because I think that that <laughs> would be very interesting mm-hmm. to have unraveled. Um, so the Fire Nation is like, hell yeah, sun time. And then they like crash into the city walls with their little ships and they just kind of start invading. Then we see Katara wake up and she sees Aang is gone. And Momo runs over, and he, he looks very sad that Aang is gone. Yeah. What, why? Where was he when Aang was getting taken? That's true. <laughs> why wasn't, wasn't he helping? Was Aang with them the whole time? I mean, Momo's been here the whole time, and he was just kind of chilling watching Zuko yeah. walk off with Aang. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like, hmm. Was Momo here the whole time? Yes, because I, I took note of that. Oh, yeah, Momo was, like, there when they... Yeah, so Momo was there the whole time. <laughs> Son of a and... bitch. God damn it, Momo. <laughs> he could have done something. Yeah, he could have just at least, like, sort of followed Aang. Yeah, yeah, true. Ugh, that's okay. Maybe he was sleeping. He was distracted. <laughs> he could have been, like, taking a deep nap in the little bamboo forest yeah. in the back. <laughs> but the other thing is, like, if he is actually... Um, Gyatso. Gyatso. And this is like a very spiritual place. Maybe like Yatsu's spirit left for a minute to like go say hi to his friends. <laughs> and he just like, turned into a regular ass like, lemur for like 10 minutes. Like like they open up like the bamboo forest and you see like Momo in the avatar state <laughs> too. <laughs> like glowing up. <laughs> I mean, we have to assume that's what happened. Otherwise he would have done something. Yeah, it's... You know what Sherlock Holmes said, if the least thing that happens that is you likely, think is the likely thing, then that's the one, then that's that the is. one it's got to be. You got the whole gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very upset. You got the whole gang here, Hang except on, for- I that, like, just for a reaction image. Okay. You got the whole gang here with Sokka and Katara and Appa and Momo and Yue now. No Aang, though. Uh, they're wondering where Aang- could have possibly gone, and then we pan up, and we have to assume that Zuko. I feel once like we again, also have to say that this garden is like within like very very high. Yeah, this sort huge of ice, ice walls. cliff, like yeah, absolutely, yeah. like Ice Age two style. It's kind of like deep 
like at the bottom of a bunch of ice cliffs and stuff. Oh, interesting. Now I'm thinking like if it's like the center of spiritual energy and it's like warm, I wonder if it like oh, melted down into the like just to the ground. <laughs> that's why it's like all melting on the, yeah. the sides too. Ooh, because like I like that design. Yeah. I never really thought about that. That's really like, cool. I think it's like Antarctica has like ground underneath it, but it's just, you know, frozen over. Right. And then uh, we do have to assume that Zuko swam up another waterfall. Yeah. Because <laughs> as far as I can tell, um, he just climbed this thousand foot tall wall of ice. You see a little path. It, it does. It only goes up halfway. It goes up halfway. <laughs> and then? Uh, maybe it goes up more <laughs> that we don't see, but most likely he just swam up, up another waterfall. He's yeah, really we've, that. we've already established that he's a gamer with Aang too, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's lighter since he's in the Avatar state. <laughs> he's like helium. <laughs> his, where... his whole soul is, is gone. Uh, but yeah, they're like walking, they're walking away in this winter wasteland. Looks like ice hell. That's. That's the episode. That's it. It's a really good episode. It is a good one. I really like it. Me too. Especially because something I was just complaining about is how like I feel like this city isn't like interesting enough. Yeah. Or something. I mm. hate saying that. But like I feel like it's a lot there's a lot more to it now. Yeah. Yeah, after this episode. You see a little bit of the insides and stuff. Yeah, we got like the pipes, we got the seals, we got the, the ice caves, the little spirit oasis. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I like it. What do we do next? I think, <laughs> I think this is the 20 questions part. Do you have a thing for 20 questions? Okay, I have one. My thing is sea sponge. Is it organic? Yes. Ooh, is it definitely organic? Yes. Is Stephanie going to get mad that you said it's organic? She might be. I could be wrong. And then I'm like, <laughs> what is organic then? I would be like that. There, does organic really even have a definition is my thing. There is no definition. Yeah. If so you look it up in the dictionary, it's just blank. Is it alive? Yes. That it used to be alive and now is not. Um, is it dead is what I'm asking. It can be neither. It can be either. It can be neither. <laughs> it is neither alive yeah. nor dead. It is. It, it, it can be either alive or dead. It's not that specific. Hmm. I really gave away a lot. You did? Yeah. Is this something you would set up at the front of your home to like greet people uh, as they come in? Um, it wouldn't be typical, but I would see how it would be kind of a fun thing, you know? Okay. Would it block the entrance to your home? You could set it up in a way that it could block the entrance, but typically you could uh, get around this obstacle. Would it make your home smell nice? This, I am not sure of. I would say probably not. I don't know how it smells at all. Is this something that's specific to the Avatar universe? No. Hmm. Would it make a nice garnish to a meal? This, I don't know either. Let's assume we're not eating the garnish. Um, I'm putting this on my plate to make this food look more appetizing. <laughs> probably not. It would be a weird garnish, but I would, like, if I went to, like, a sort of fancy esoteric restaurant and this was used as a garnish, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, sure. Uh, would, would it fit in our freezer? Uh, yeah. Um, would it fit in... A shoe. Yes. Does it take various shapes? Yes. Mm. Is it in this episode? Mm, no. It's not in the episode at all? Like, 
not even conceptually? You got to ask yes or no questions. <laughs> okay. Does it have eyes? No. Is it plant-based? I believe so. If you went to a concert and you saw someone in the band holding one of these, would you think it was weird? Yes, unless it was unless. appropriate for the sort of theme that the band is going for. But I would not say it is appropriate for a regular musical setting. Would you see Jimmy Buffett on the beach with one of these? Yes, actually. Ooh, hmm. That was a really specific shot in the dark. I'm surprised it landed yeah. anywhere at all. <laughs> Can straight edge people uh, enjoy this? Um, yes. Also, clarification, they're not plant-based. Okay. And you, you confirmed it's not in the episode at all. It's not in the episode. Okay, interesting. Um, is it in the show? It's not in the show. Gotta stop doing this stuff. Is it, was it mentioned in the commentary track of the episode? Yes. Did we talk about it? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Is it something that could show up in the show? Yeah. Okay. So it's not like a computer. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> Would it be weird for me to bring up, like start a conversation about this uh, outside of the context of Avatar. Not really. If I put this in a time capsule mm -hmm. and uh, put it in a hole in the ground and someone found it a thousand years from now, would they think it was wild? A thousand years from now. Yeah. So like assuming even if our whole civilization collapsed. Okay. And they found this on a time capsule. Mm -hmm. Wild in what way? I mean, would they take it out of the time capsule and be like, whoa, no. <laughs> okay. Is it man-made? Uh, no. Is it man-made at all? Like, does it have any man-made qualities to it? No. Interesting. So I could, so if I went into a forest, yeah, could I just find one of these? No. Interesting. Um, I, no, it would, it would be hard to find one. Okay. <gasps> Wait, it's not even, it's not even mentioned in the episode. It is mentioned. It's mentioned. I asked if it was you, in the episode in any way, even conceptually. Yes, then. It is in the episode conceptually. <laughs> okay, then it's the sea sponge. Yes. <laughs> good God. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good one. Thanks. You, you thought that was a plant? I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> no. No, it's an animal. That's like saying a shark could be a plant. I mean, they don't... <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I forgive you. They don't have a nervous system. They don't have cells in each layer bound together. They're like sort of jellyfishy. My thing is the outdated Fire Navy uniform. What's your thing? I'm not gonna. Okay. <laughs> you can't trick me. Oh, oh, oh. You almost got me. What is it? Yes or no? Yes. Wait, no. Here's my question. Is it? Yes. Wait, no. It isn't? Maybe. Maybe. Ask again it later. May, it may be. <laughs> Answer's unclear. Try again later. Is it in the show? Yes. Is it solidly in the show? Yes. Does Sokka like it? No. Will Sokka ever like it? No. Do you see any of the characters giving this like a little kiss mm, no <laughs> just a little like hey little buddy no tucking them into bed and then putting a little kiss on the forehead no <laughs> would it make sense to for this character to be tucked into bed or for this whatever this is to be tucked into bed <laughs> it would be really funny to see <laughs>
Is it a person? No. Does it have an owner? Probably. Like what if someone took this and they made like a tiny little bed just for, or a big bed, just a, an adequately sized bed for this and they like put it right next to their bed, like how some people do with their cats and then they like tuck it in every night. I can see one character. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. If you threw this in the water, would it float? I have no idea. I would assume no. Does it also exist in real life? No. If it did exist in real life, would it be like top trending on Twitter or something? Like yeah. this thing. Someone actually made this thing. Yeah, it sure would. Is it big? You know I hate this question. Okay. Would we be able to make it? Yes. Can you probably find like a shitty one on Etsy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I mean- would it surprise you if you found, like, a really good one on Etsy? Yeah. Do you think it's just too specific to be on Etsy? Not that it's yes, impossible abs- to make. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Is it adorned by a character? Do you mean, like, does... What, what do you mean by that? I would say you can wear clothes, but adorned right. in my brain definition things uh-huh. is, like, just things that you have. Yes. The answer is on yes. On your body. The answer is yes. Is it sharp? Yes. Is it... Blammable. Probably not. I would go. I would go as far as, as to say it's like ninety nine hundred percent chance it's not flammable. If you splashed water on it, would it be soggy? No. Is so? Is it water repellent? I don't water- know. <laughs> it's. <laughs> is it something that you might have a compulsion to bite into? No. Okay. Why would you ask that based on the other questions you've asked? <laughs> it is, if it doesn't get soggy. I'm assuming it doesn't flop around either. Is that correct? I don't, I just, maybe. (laughs) Is it, is it part of clothes? Is it clothes? Yes. Is it a weapon? Debatable. Is it part of the water tribe? No. Is it part of the fire nation? Yes. Is it a shoulder spike? No. Is it part of the of the fire of the fire nation uniform is it the fire nation uniform it's less or it's is more it, specific is than it that. on the fire nation uniform less specific <laughs> <laughs> is it the fire nation uniform which one <laughs> is it the fire nation uniforms oh my god is it hang on hang on hang on is there more than one probably yeah are we just talking about a specific one <laughs> These are hard questions to answer, hard yes or hard no. Is it red? (laughs) Again, neither yes nor no. Is it meant to be worn? Yes. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Is it intended to be worn? It's man-made, right? Yes. When this was first made, was it made for the intent of a person wearing it? Yes. Is it an old... Fire Nation uniform. That's close enough. I'll get it to you. <laughs> oh my God, what was it? Just the outdated Fire Navy uniform. The outdated uniform. Fire Navy uniform. Okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but you just kept saying the Fire Nation uniform. The Fire Nation uniform. <laughs> like, which one? <laughs> and it's like, is it meant to be worn? Well, it was. <laughs> Not anymore. I have some questions. Ooh, from, from friends? 
from strangers oh. on forums.avatarspirit.net. Okay. This one comes from Drew Davenport. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Oh, darn. Avatar Drew. <laughs> no, this comes from Avatar Roku. Avatar underscore Roku. Who asks, hey, I've seen all of first series, but not these last two eps. How could I find them? Um, good question. Uh, what year was that asked? April 1st, 2006 at 6.04 p.m. Oh, Turbo Nick, my dude. Oh, cool. Turbo Nick. Turbo Nick. There you go. Um, also, pirating was way easier back then, so... Ah, uh, yes. Just Google it. Just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, this question comes from Yin and Yang. This isn't a band member, but I it want... Should be. <laughs> but I want to say... That in their in their forum signature, it says, I'm back. Man, I was banned for six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Yin and Yang asks or says, the fighting scene with Zuko and Katara was awesome. I got really bored on the same old fights with Aang versus Zuko and the other fights. But when and just just all the fights. Yeah. So all the fights <laughs> with Aang versus Zuko and the other fights. <laughs> But when I saw them fig, I became happy. That was my favorite part. Who else thinks it's cool? I became happy. What a pure way to yeah. express enjoyment of something. Yeah. It was happy making. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we can all agree that was a pretty good scene. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty cool. Pretty good. Go- good. Good. He's German. Cool, now. good. He was always good. German. Um, it was pretty ghoul. Oh, I think you mean gruel. It was pretty gruel. Um, Where does the R come from? Red? Great. Oh, great. Haven't you seen Mean Girls? Yeah. Okay. Of course I've seen Mean Girls. It sounded like a fake answer, but okay. Uh, yeah, no, we like that scene. Um, it seems like a little weird for it to make you happy, I think. Mm-hmm. After I just said that that was a good phrase. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like maybe like engaged Yeah. <laughs> would have been a better word. This I love to see Zuko like attacking women. That's such a thing that I like to see. <laughs> it makes me happy. This scene gave I wouldn't say happy, but it put dopamine in my brain somehow. <laughs> dopamine giving. We're making the new slang terms of 2020. You could you I, could I, argue I that like saying something is dope is just giving you dopamine. We could just be figuring this out. Like, <laughs> did you know that let's means let us kind of thing? <laughs> and we could be just very behind right now. Um P Town understand cruiser. Almost just called them PT Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> P-Town underscore Cruiser. Okay, you said understand, and I was confused. Okay. P-Town underscore Cruiser. (laughs) Am I... Wait, no. I am. (laughs) So this isn't actually a question because they started with I am. Okay. I am the only one that noticed in the first (laughs) half of this episode that Zuko's eyes are blue. And in the end, they are the normal gold color. (laughs) Every episode I have watched, in parentheses, all of them, his eyes are gold. But for some reason, <laughs> Nickelodeon chose to mess with our heads and, ga- and give him blue eyes. <sighs> I do our- admit, it is a good look for him, though. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Is it you had that question ready before I even like brought that up? Yes. That's funny. Um yeah. <laughs> we already talked about what, what that's all about. Let's go through the evidence. We're gonna go back and watch rewatch the episode live on air. We're not gonna watch the whole episode. We're just gonna I was just trying to make someone laugh. Someone, anyone. Can I get a laugh? Please clap. Are they talking about when he's up in the ice wasteland where everything is blue? In the first half of the episode, his eyes are blue. Oh, the first half. Eyes are gold. (laughs) (laughs) We see the first shot of Zuko. He's definitely gold eyes. Weird. It almost looks like in this scene where there's like warmer lighting, his eyes look brown. Did you notice that? (laughs) Yeah. His eyes are definitely gold in this scene too. And we're past the halfway point. (laughs) Gold. 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 Gold again. I would say that they could have been confused by the lighting, but that didn't even look right. Like maybe in this cave where it's all dark and blue. They look almost green. Almost like the blue and the gold mixed to make a greenish color. They're gold the whole time. They're gold, friend. So you are right. You are the only one that noticed because you're... (laughs) Well, like, like you said, it wasn't a question. Yes. They are the only one. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Eon Fang or... Lon Fang. English is a normal language. Probably long. Okay, I have a question. How on earth can Aang be in the North Pole without freezing to death? Does him being able to airbend also allow him to constantly control the temperature of the air around himself? It just seems really weird to me. Anyone else have any ideas? We did talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we did. What was the conclusion we came to? Um, He's just really good at having a body i think he lived on like the top of a mountain and stuff i mean that doesn't which make is like immune to cold you could say that but about it's Katara like, and Sokka. but he in- he wears that outfit in like extremely chilly weather already yeah, so it's but not you could, like he's you could ask like how did he do that too though yeah which we say he's good at having a body i think yeah it's like sort of like a mental mm-hmm. exercise like i am deciding to be not cold yeah like people can do that I've heard. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest anyone try. He might try. be really good at like controlling his circulation or something. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> He's, he can do it. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but his his outfit is like orange and yellow. Um, so I'm sure it's really warm. Yeah, that's how warm colors work. System 4000 says, great episodes, especially the Katara and Zuko fight. Plus... One thing is, why did not the water tribe, when they had all their power at night, get all together and create a giant tsunami to crush the Fire Nation's navy that was attacking them? Hmm, that would have been pretty effective, huh? Yes. (laughs) They probably should have thought of that, huh? It's not like they don't have powerful benders. They could have gone on, like, a night mission. They're surrounded by water, the thing that they bend. I will say, like, so far, I don't know if this is a deliberate choice, but they have been, like, much more defensive than offensive. Like, they've just been yeah. trying to stop them, not attack them. That's true. So maybe that has something to do with it. Like, even Aang's little side mission, he wasn't hurting anyone. He was just, like, disabling the ships. Yeah. If they created a giant tsunami, it might kill everyone. Yeah. I mean, they could have sort of tried to do that, like the sort of ice sort of spikes method. That... Or at least like rebuild their wall or something. That's true. <laughs> they just kind of left it there. Yeah. I guess they just really value sleep. That's valid. Yeah. <laughs> just go to bed. Why aren't... 
waterbenders nocturnal. It would make more sense. Yeah. System 4000 asks, what is the name of the Northern Water Tribe's capital city? Hmm? Looking at the avatar maps on the internet, this city must be located in the western part of the North Pole near a river inlet since you could see there was a river going through the city into the interior. The city is in the west because during the episode when the Fire Nation stopped their attack because it was getting dark, you could see from the city looking straight out to the ocean, the sun setting in the west. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to judge anything based on like where the celestial bodies are, as yeah. we found out. That's <laughs> not going to actually get anywhere. you anywhere. For starters, second of all, I can't. I don't know what you're asking. So, <laughs> next all, question. What the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> second of all, what are they wondering? What the name of this city is? That's the that's the bottom line. What is the name of the Northern Water Tribe's capital city? I mean, they say that as if like I, I have to assume this is the only city, right? Yeah. So it's not like probably it's the capital like city. This, I mean, I guess it is and like, it isn't. Maybe by default. Yeah. Um, I think we already sort of talked about that. How we couldn't really figure out what it was called. Yeah, they're just calling it the Northern Water Tribe. Let me see if I can actually come up with an answer. Nope. It's just called the Northern Water Tribe, W or capital N, capital W, capital T. Okay. It even says, like, in some places on the wiki, it says Northern Water Tribe City. So <laughs> okay. I guess they just forgot to name it. Oh, I got an order. Uh-oh. Iakna D asks, the Water Tribe does not have a naval force to engage the Fire Nation. What kind of Water Tribe doesn't fight on water? That's a good point. Um, I think the main difference is that the Fire Nation has a good navy because of industrial of their metal. Yeah, I think the whole yeah that's their whole mm -hmm. thing. That's why they can conquer the world like this. They do have a naval force. It's called people going onto boats, yeah. which we see. <laughs> so I think the the problem is like this was never meant to be like a war filled world. It seems yeah. like most of the military force that we've seen is all defensive because we're not here to fight. Yeah. I mean, their whole, their whole shtick is like, we have a person who maintains balance. Yeah. They don't have too much of a reason to like their military. They live together <laughs> in harmony. Their warriors aren't so like, so expansive that they have to do like so many different sections. Like these are the ground people. These are the, these are the air people. These are the water people kind of, there's like your warriors. Sometimes you go on boats. Sometimes you're fighting with spears and stuff on land. Yeah. So yeah. they do, they do have a sort of navy. I guess. Yeah. But you, but because they do go have, on the boats, they do have like that sort of cap though to their force because they can't make like metal boats. Yeah, is the thing. So, but I mean, they could have like really cool big sort of pirate ships, which would be fun. But that's true. Yeah, but they don't. But, it's not their thing. Yeah, and it makes more sense for the boats to be kind of smaller and closer to the water because they're going to be using the water mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. So if you're going to be on the big pirate ships, it would be harder to waterbend even. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck you Yeah. <laughs> in conclusion. If anything, they should be simpler boats. They should just be rafts. Just little ice rafts. Just 
just kind of planks of wood. <laughs> they should just be on surfboards. They should just be walking on water what? like Jesus Christ. They should have, they should do that. They can do the. Uh, surfboards would be fun though. Yeah, they would be fun. Wakeboards or something. They could also do like the Elsa sort of Frozen (laughs) thing where they kind of like put the ice (laughs) on the ground and they slide across. I'm sorry, Elsa Frozen? Is that her last name? I'm I'm saying like both Elsa and Frozone. God, can I make a single fucking joke today? No, okay. no jokes allowed. They both do the thing where they like put the ice in front of them and they just kind of slide forward and that's how they traverse the water. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do that though. Yeah, they not, get, they, 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 are, they talk about this a little bit uh, in the commentary how they wanted – they wanted it to be obvious that there is actual energy expended with bending. That's true. <laughs> they can't just have this unlimited power of like flying mm-hmm. across the water like that. Yeah. So. But still, like a surfboard would be the waterbender equivalent of like the air glider. It would be fun to see like big boats that use sort of like, what do you call those? Like water mills. What do you call those things? Those things that spin around and they scoop up water for energy. Um... I would, I would say it was like a watermill. Like like Surely. the old timey sort of like Tom Sawyer times looking <laughs> boat that you'd see going across the oh, Mississippi. Oh, is that a thing? They had boats like that. You know, like the the big boats that looked like that they had two watermills on the side. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought I just invented something. I'll cool. show you a picture. It's really neat. Well, while he looks that up, I'm just saying because I was thinking. Well, the the Fire Nation has like unlimited energy in that they can start fire. In a way, mm-hmm. so that like helps them fuel their ships, and the Water Nation, or any nation, would have like a hard time sort of creating an energy source that can like renew itself that way. Um, but watermill boats would be fun. I want to actually keep an eye out because I'm sure there's got to be they they would have thought of that or something somewhere. Yeah, there's a paddle wheel boat. Okay, does that answer your question? Yeah. Are you seeing this? Does that help? Yep. <laughs> paddle wheel boats. Last question. Legend of Korra asks, I don't understand why Yue's dad, in parentheses, forgot name, same, deciding to throw Sokka of the mission and then decide to make him Yue's personal bodyguard. I'm actually, so this is interesting because like you saying that does make me give pause because we were just like he didn't even think about it he wasn't even mm-hmm. paying attention to what was going on yeah i'm wondering if he was like waiting for any opportunity just yeah to, like... it was definitely intentional <laughs> yeah. he's like oh here's a good excuse mm-hmm. um i'm guessing like, he recognized Sokka was more of a brain than a brawn and Sokka would never want to admit that but it's mm-hmm. probably true yeah um so he probably was thinking like maybe not an offensive position for Sokka he seems like a smart guy maybe I'll have him guard my daughter how do I politely take him off the mission yeah so he just walks by a doorway and sees him fighting he's like you're Mm -hmm. off the mission yeah like he could have been said like "Uh, your hair looks dumb you're off the mission (laughs) (laughs) and he probably just saw that he actually really liked UA Mm, yeah because they they spent a lot of time yeah they spent a lot of time together so he probably would have been like you would probably be like, more dedicated to protecting her than anyone else. Yeah, that, like, combined with the fact that he was, like, he had thrown himself in sort of the line of duty here, uh, even if he had legitimately taken him off off the mission for, like, fighting or whatever. 
Um, he knows that he has a sense of duty and like he can trust him in that way. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because he was mm -hmm. the only one not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I already promised I would come back to the the goofs. So I'll just quickly go through the rest of those. When Katara and Yue glare at Momo for fishing in the Spirit Oasis, most of Momo's colors are reversed. Uh. <laughs> his back is black while his belly is white. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> that was when he entered the Avatar stage. Yeah. Um, when Katara and Yue are talking while Aang meditates, the bottom of their outfits become gray. Uh, when Katara tells Yue that Aang is crossing into the spirit world, her necklace's carving disappears. When Katara declares herself capable of protecting Aang, the part of her necklace that connects the pendant to the choker is blue instead of yellow. When Zhao watches the sunrise, his hair is gray in one shot, turns brown in the next... And when Katara wakes up from being... I mean, that's just I know, this is, this is some, like, <laughs> color stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, when Katara wakes up from being knocked out by Zuko, the part of her necklace that connects the pendant to the choker is the same color as the pendant. Yeah. yeah. Lots of color stuff. Yeah. It's all good. We you like see, colors. You see in the daytime, the... <laughs> some things are orange, and when then at night, at they're night, blue. At night, they're a lot darker, bluer color. It's a little inconsistent. <laughs> oh, boy. This is a color-heavy episode, huh? Yeah. There was also a bit of trivia that I wanted to talk about, and I totally forgot to. Do I have time to do that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is actually very fresh. It just happened like yesterday, I think. Oh. Or the day before, but I think it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. It was on April 1st. Okay. Which is why some people just dismissed it because they thought it was like some kind of goof or something. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't even know if you've heard about this. So originally the head writer, Aaron Yes is i'm mm -hmm. not sure how his last name is pronounced yeah um but the head writer of the show had always planned on there being a fourth season confirmed oh i've heard of this yeah and um it was supposed to be about azula interesting she's supposed to have a character redemption arc yeah uh and it was going to be like her and zuko uh like having this brother sister relationship and he, yeah he like is there for her and stuff. It it feels like it would feel like sort of like an epilogue season. Uh, it looks like he deleted the tweet. Oh, whoa. <laughs> he didn't delete the replies, though. Oh. He says that her arc would have been longer and far more complicated than Zuko's. Oh, my God. Uh, she apparently had not bottomed at the end of, of season three, and she had further to go. <laughs> at the deepest moment in her own abyss, she would have found Zuko. God. Despite it all, her brother Zuko would be there for her, believing in her, sticking by her, doing his best to understand and help her hold her pain uh, that she can no longer hold alone. Zuko, patient, forgiving, and unconditionally loving all strengths he gained from Uncle Iroh. That's how she would have gotten out and changed with the faith and love of someone she had hurt, but who stuck by her anyway, just as he had been saved by faith and love from someone he had hurt, but who had stuck by him. I'm just going to cry now. Yeah. <laughs> It's. It, I'm so sad yeah. that we were robbed of this. Yeah, it would have been really good. Do you get get any comics about it? Or no, anything? and he even specifically said uh, the plans we had for the fourth season never made it into any comics. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, you still got a Netflix show to do that. That's very true. Maybe yeah. they. Yeah. Avatar Brotherhood. It's literally Brotherhood. True, because he's her brother. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is also confirmed. They originally planned on three, and then we discussed a fourth, and seemed like we were going to do it. Then M Night came, and they reverted to original plan. Okay. So <laughs> just, just one more reason to be mad today. Yeah. It seems like the best timeline. <laughs> Definitely. I do have uh, something else to ask you about. 
Okay. What are your cabbages? My cabbages are 132. My cabbages are 420. What? Oh, um, okay. Uh, I got your real cabbage. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just stick with 420. Okay. You're going to stick. Somewhere between 69 and 420 is my cabbages. Somewhere in between 69 and 420. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Stellar Ghost, Tumblr, Interstellar Princess. Um, it's been a while since we did this. Uh, what else do I have? I do have a Patreon where you can support my various creative endeavors, including this podcast, because we do share the income. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's patreon.com slash summergeist. There's also lots of fun uh exclusive stuff like artwork and stuff that I post there too. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at OwlDude and on Tumblr at OwlDude. Uh, you can find me music on, you can <laughs> find me music on uh, noahgeist.pancamp.com and noahdoesmusic.tumblr.com I do the music for the show. Summer does the art for the show. Just some examples. <laughs> You can also follow my podcabbages on Twitter uh, at my podcabbages, uh, and I did already post that galaxy yeah, brain she thing. Just, so you she can... already made the meme. She's that quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, obviously, also go check out Noise Space. There's new shows on Noise Space already. Wow, we've been gone for a month, and they've already added like four or five new shows. Yeah, just <laughs> from the whole of our absence. I do want to talk about those very quickly. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure we have once or twice plugged uh, HKIP, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Mm -hmm. Very good uh, leftism, politics, news and politics podcast. Just sometimes it's just people talking. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes neither of them read the news, and it's it's a really it's good, good show. It's a really good show. Um, and then uh, so I think the two main new podcasts are podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses. That's with Noise Space hosts Roy and Fallon, and then we also have the new uh, the Ass Box. The Ass Box. <laughs> the Ask. I really skipped over the K there. You can there. find that on <laughs> Netflix. It's the sequel to Bird Box. I mean, it's it's a podcast about Tumblr, so the Ass Box also not totally inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. um, this one is from Allegra. Not anymore. No? Not from Allegra? No, it's there's no more asses on Tumblr anymore. Oh, okay. Um, so those are the two newest ones. And then, obviously... You could actually, like, best thing for you to do at this point, go and follow Noise Space on Twitter. It's just at Noise Space XYZ on Twitter, and then you can find everything from there, or you can just go to the website, too. You can find everything from there. But, yeah, there's lots of cool, funny, very good podcasters on our network now, so please, please check those out. And thanks for listening. God damn. Thank you. Thanks. Sorry, it's been so long. We're happy to be back. Bye. Wait. What? I don't know. I just miss I miss our listeners already. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want go. them to go. Don't leave wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, I would encourage you to go ahead and grab that uh, ass. <laughs> no, go ahead and grab that um, galaxy brain meme and make something funnier out of it. Because oh. I, really, <laughs> I really just quickly threw it together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hurry, hurry, 
wait, wait, hang on. Um, Noah's Don't panicking go. over there. Hey, I'm watching him glitch out. I'm just waiting. It's really I weird. I just want this his like, arm fade is where out. his leg is supposed to be now. Oh, we're fading out. Yeah. Oh, that's why my voice is getting so much oh, quieter. Hey. Hey. Don't, hey, wait. Don't yell. It's okay. I can hear you. Hey. Hang on. <laughs> Hang is, on. This is the worst possible exit to a podcast that's ever been we, made. <laughs> wait, we can do a manual fade out where we just like just talk, start talking. We've definitely already made this. Joke. I know we made the joke before. I don't know if we executed it that well. I need water. Fire. <laughs> get you a man who will get you water when you just say a joke. If you're going to get a man at all. <laughs> Otherwise, I would encourage you to just not, if it's an option. This is not a diss on my extremely good husband. Here, I got you a jar of water. Thanks. <laughs>